Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What, what, what's wrong with you? Podcast for the local church and by the local church, and we are your local churchmen. My name is Josh, and I'm here as always with Captain Jack Barry. Jack, my friend, it is good to see you. How how you doing? How how doing? How how you doing? How you doing, dude? You 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 trying to be Tommy DeVito from the Giants? That's right. How you doing? You, yeah. tr- you tried to you tried to get your Sicilian on, man. Yeah, you know. I mean, oh my you know, gosh, When you're married dude. to the Italian man, you, know, oh, you gotta man, yeah. you gotta be able to pull it out. You know, pull it out of the woodwork every once in a while. You know. Yeah. You know, yeah. When when I needed. my dad grew up in a very Sicilian Slavic household. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you have cousins named Mario <laughs> and. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and Nick, um, yeah. yeah, you you growing up super Sicilian. So, dude, my um, wife, my wife had a great <laughs> un- uncle. All right, get this, Romeo Vernarelli. Romeo, yeah, dude, it does not whew. get any more Italian than that, son. We had, I think, I have a great great grandfather named Giuseppe. So Giuseppe, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> That's a baller yeah, name, dude. Gets, That's a baller it name. Gets, it gets redonk. So that's yep. funny, dude. Oh that's man, funny. dude, it's good to see you. Been a while. Yes, um, as always. Yeah. yeah. How's 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 little baby Theo? He's still doing good. Yeah. So we're starting to sleep train him. I got my nice. monitor on him right now. So we go. are. So we're doing this sleep training. It's basically like you do the routine with him. You change his diaper. You read him a couple stories. You pray with them. And then you just mm-hmm. put them in the bed and and say, good night, we're done. I'll see you in the morning and just shut the lights off. And then right. you have to be so restrained to not right. go in there whenever he cries. Right. And it's like right, right now, it's like clockwork. Mm-hmm. I wait for five minutes because okay. they said, you just have to wait. You have to do it in increments of five. To j- Don't pick him up. Just check sure. on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like increments of five. So I literally, every time I do it, he falls asleep within five minutes of him crying. 
There you go. And it's like clockwork. And my and my wife did it one time, and she went over five minutes. So I feel like um, I have the touch. Look at you. So. Look at you, man. He knows. He Just knows saying. when dad puts anyway. him down. It's, you know, it's, it's, it, this is serious. This is serious. You know, yeah. like dad's, you got, uh, dad's laying for, the for all down. of those, for all those watching on YouTube, you can kind of see him. He's not, look at that little guy. Camera, oh, he's, he's, he's passed out, passed Dude, out in the crib. Stomach so. sleeper. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now he's, Good now man. he's doing that. He was, yeah. he was exclusively on his side or his back, but probably mm-hmm. within the last like couple weeks, he's been stomach sleeping. So cute little dude. And it's like, right all right. Hey, love it. Jack, but, I, I was at the lounge yeah. today and I was gifted. Those on YouTube can see I was gifted some sticks. I got me some H Upman and I got me some Trinidad. Look at that. Oh, there's so Josh. So we, we could, we could probably talk about this on the pod luck. About yeah. the circumstances surrounding things. Oh, sure. Josh is Josh is living the dream right now, people. <laughs> if you Josh is literally I am I am I am I am living vicariously through Josh now, exclusively yeah. as far as work goes. Cause we'll sure. talk about it on the podluck. But yes. man, yeah, some some I'm, employment I'm shakeups. Some empl- yeah, I will some temporary jelly. some temporary employment yeah. shakeups that have resulted in me uh, me stepping into uh, just just and, and it's going to be short time but a short time stint doing some uh, pretty cool stuff with uh, possibly some like cigars and things like that so yeah we'll talk about it more on the pod like because that's yeah. that's 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 where the people go the people go for when yeah. they want you know that's where all the real stuff happens over there on the pod like <laughs> real reformed hours <laughs> that's right that's right the after reformatory after hours yeah yeah exactly well Jack oh, before we hop into our topic my brother mm-hmm. why don't you give us this week's reformatory cigar of the week what do you got for us all right so as promised people december is for dunbarton tobacco and trust mm-hmm. we are on this kick of trying to match up cigar brand names with the months of the year yeah and this week we have for you probably one of the most sweeter cigars I've ever smoked in my life that isn't really supposed to do that. Mm, um, okay. So this cigar originally came out in 2019 and there was so much fanfare over this when it came out yeah. because people started to smoke this thing and people were like, did did Steve Saka, the, the maker of Dumbarton, mess with the blend? Did he sweet tip these things are not. Yeah. He yeah. messed with people so bad. So this is the Sober Mesa Brulee by Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. It came out with a lot of fanfare. And I mean, I have smoked this in two different Vitola sizes. I've smoked this in the Robusto and I've smoked this in the Toro. I honestly prefer the Toro. The Toro, you get a little bit better flavor in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, once you cut it, and just put that cigar in your mouth. I I don't know how this thing is supposed to be naturally flavored because that thing tastes like a cinnamon, a, cinnab- a cinnabon. It, it does. A cinnamon it does. roll. It's very, very It tastes sweet. exactly like it. So, and even the flavors when you're smoking it, like that first couple like draws, dude, it yeah. is very, it is a very sweet cigar and then it starts to mellow out a little bit, but... Man, if you just like want something, say like sweet, 
that's not infused. This is not infused, but I, they say I don't dude, know. They say it's not that <laughs> like this. This cigar. Okay, when I first had this, because I think you gave me this. I think you gave think me this I when I when I visited that, yeah. that one time, and you were like, yeah. and I smoked, it and I was like, "What is this? like? What did you just give me?" And I'm like, "Dude, we don't smoke Cinnabon in a cigar. It's not what we do." And you're like, "It's not." <laughs> they say they swear it's not, and I'm like, "I don't know, man." Like that's they even did a whole campaign where like he he basically gave you five different blendings. Mm-hmm. Of the Sober Mesa, and this is the Sober Mesa, you know, brulee when it first came out like this, when it was like right. a little bit sweeter. Um, and they were like, "See, you can't tell." Like he was completely messing messing with everybody. I think it was just a ploy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was like yeah. whatever. Anyway, okay, people, right. this cigar. Um, primarily, this is the robusto with what, like I said, I like the Toro. The Toro is going to run you up about a dollar more, but honestly, I'll, I'll break it down. It is not that bad. Um, it is Nicaraguan, again. Uh, the wrapper is Ecuadorian Connecticut. Mm-hmm. The binder is Mexican. It is... Uh, it's interesting. The, the region of Mexico, or the plot of land, is called... Matacapa Negro de Temporal. Look at you. So, <laughs> um, it is not it is not San, Mexican San Andreas. Usually, mm. a lot of people put Mexican San Andreas to get kind of that more coffee or sweeter tasting. But yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Hey, and then the fillers are Nicaraguan, and it is literally the most craziest, like Nicaraguan breakdown of tobaccos because it's like. Contega C slash SG. Like, what mm-hmm. is this? <laughs> right. So it's like from specific plots of land and like Esteli, like Lajero, which is like very, it's like very, that's really strong tobacco. But then it's like different Carrillo, which is a different other type of tobacco. But basically it's, it's a mix, it's a mix mash. It's not, it's not exclusively Nicaraguan, but the fillers are pretty heavy on the Nicaraguan. Yeah. All right. So the Robusto, this is $12.45. The Robusto is $12.45. The Toro okay. is $13.45. I think okay. that's a pretty good deal. That's not bad. $13.45. Yeah. Yep. Um, this was released in August of 2019, like I said. Um, man, you are going to get just an overload this is this is the i feel like this is the quintessential dessert cigar Mm -hmm. if you had just a really savory salty dinner and you're like i need something sweet you are going directly for this and primarily it it pairs well in the winter time too because if you had something really hearty like a stew um my wife and i got a shepherd's pie from costco and i've been munching on that the last couple dinners yeah And so if you just had some shepherd's pie and mm-hmm. you were like, man, I need something sweet, you smoke this thing and it is, like I said, it's like a Cinnabon. Lights out. People. Lights out. I I feel like it's like, it's very creamy. There's subtle hints of pepper here and there, but like, I feel like the overall, like the overwhelming taste that you get is just like different kinds of nuts, um, kind of gingerbread-y, um, very creamy it's just it's crazy it is bananas 
So right. very good cigar. A very highly, I mean, like I said, thirteen forty-five for a Toro from bad. a from a from a boutique blender like Dunbarton. It's pretty good, people. So, yep. all righty. Anyway, well, well done, it. Captain. As always, thank you for bringing your A game, my friends. That is the Reformatory Cigar of the Weekend. You know what to do. As always, go and smoke to the glory of God. All right, Jack. So today we are going to talk about something that is uh, going to be un- uh, uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for me, at least. I-, I-, I will own this. I will own this. But it's a very important topic because it's something that I think uh, a lot of people deal with, uh, definitely myself included. Um, and it's about it's about reaching out. It's about being in community and utilizing the local body for one of the primary uh, 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 things that it's supposed to do, and that is to bring encouragement, All right? So I will preface this topic with this. Um, I have noticed something about myself over the past, you know, I, I don't know how long, but, but you know, as you, as you, as you look at, at ways that, you know, you want to to come more in line with scripture more in line with you know with Christ and who he is right some some things that i have found in my life and it's even something you know my my wife and i were having a conversation about this just recently and she brought this up too and i thought it was actually very insightful from her is that i have a tendency and i think there's a lot of reasons for it but i have a tendency to self isolate when mm-hmm. things go, when things are, are difficult in life or things are going wrong, right? I have a tendency to kind of hide away, uh, you know, shut the blinds and not ask for help, right? Now, I think there's a lot of reasons why that could be. I think for some people, <clears throat> um, I think for some people, it's a pride thing in that they don't want to be seen as weak, right? They don't want to be seen as someone who is lacking the necessary components to be able to pull themselves out of whatever it is that they're in. Right. I think for some people it's not wanting to be um, a burden on others. Right. And that they do care for others and they, and they, but, but they don't, that they see other people having their own issues and their own problems. They don't want to be the person that, you know, adds on to that. Right. So I think I think there's a lot of reasons for it. And I think, you know, for me personally, it probably waffles between the two, if I'm going to be very honest. But, Jack, one of the most important ways that the local church functions is that we are there for each other in times of trouble. It's one of the primary things that, that you and I do. We, we've been talking about this for years it's one of the reasons yeah. that you commit to the local church is because there are no lone wolf Christians. You're not yeah. supposed to be doing life by yourself. You're supposed to be in community, right? That's why God yeah. has given you the church for encouragement, accountability, and community, right? Yet, I find myself often, especially when life is very stressful, and if I'm going to be very candid with you, and I mean, Jack already knows, but with, with our audience as well, like, this last month, or month and a half, 
has been extremely difficult. It's been so hard in so many different ways, you know, um, you know, work and then, you know, like, like, you know, church stuff and family stuff. And it's nothing like, it's nothing that I look at and I think, oh, this is, you know, this is the end. Right. Right. I mean, it's nothing like, like, you know, the the church is great. The church isn't falling apart. I love the church. Right. But, but there are hurting people that need help. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and there are, there are things with, you know, per, in personal life with family that, that you wish was better and that you're trying to help, you know, trying to, you know, in, in, you know, things like that. And, and there's just, there's been so much and then compound that with, you know, putting sermons together and trying to be faithful at work and a good employee and just, you know, trying to keep a relationship together, you know, with your, with, with the closeness that you have with friends your marital relationship. Right. And it's just, I have, it's just been, it's been just a month and a half of, it just seems like gut punch after gut punch after gut punch. And obviously the Lord is in that, right. He's sanctifying you know his people when he does that, you know, it's the, it's the fires of affliction that cause us to, to, to be molded more into the image of Christ. Right. But what I cannot afford to do and what I find myself doing often is when I'm feeling that stress, when I'm feeling that worry or that depression, I internalize it. I try to crush it in my mind vice until it's small (laughs) and manageable. When what I should be doing is reaching out, asking for help, Mm -hmm. asking for prayer, being vulnerable and showing my weakness so that I can be I can be brought up. I can I can be given strength by the people of God, right? And it's so ironic. I find it so funny that it's it's so easy to preach. It's so easy to talk about. It's so easy to encourage people on how, oh, this is what you should be doing. You should be, you know, when you're feeling that, reach out, send the text, right? Make the phone call. And then of course, it's it's a whole different ball game when well now you know I mean it's you it's you now you know like maybe yeah. practice what you preach there <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. um, and I think you know that those conversations I think spurred this topic is is the importance of utilizing the local church in that way and reaching out especially in in difficult times all right your yeah. thoughts jack i've I've rambled. Yeah, um, I was just listening. So this is very providential because I was listening to Alistair Begg. Mm. Uh, somebody shared this online about how he was talking about cyberspace and chat rooms. I think he's like, yet again, this is a man who's probably not in tune with the newer generations. <laughs> sure, but sure. you gotta, you gotta, admit, and I he love says him stuff, for it. <laughs> yeah. dude, he is just, dude. You cannot. You're he's like in a trance. When he talks, because he's God, Scottish, so yeah, and he's like explaining stuff and going through the Bible and talking about the church. Yeah. So he's talking about like the importance of the local church and how it's important yeah. that we show up and that we invest in people's lives. And like, you're not going to get this in cyberspace. Like, you're not going to get mm-hmm. this in a chat room. And it's true, you're right. just not. Like, yeah. yeah, the way that you talk to people, like it's uh, everything. Um, the way that you just have to like walk into church sometimes and be like, 
this week sucked, guys. It mm-hmm. sucked. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of rally around each other and be like, man, I know what you mean. Like, this has happened to me and this is not going well. And But you have this commonality in the sense that you're all going on the same road together. Like you're all, you're all going towards the same path. Like you're all going towards the city of God. You're going towards like, like we talk about this all the time too, like pilgrims progress. You're going towards that celestial city. Right. Mm -hmm. And it makes the difficulties sometimes like, we went through some difficulties a couple weeks or a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it sucked. Like it sucks seeing people, um, be hurt by other family members in certain ways and like just very emotional. It's just, it's tough to see that. But then you think about how, the local church plays into that to help you during those times. And you think about what life would be like if we didn't have the local church, it'd just be vastly different. Um, I think not only spiritually and emotionally, but on very other different levels too, that I don't think that I think we take for granted very much. Um, Just talking with people in person Um, I think we all experienced how much that plays a role and importance, especially on, on the Lord's day. Um, especially when we went through COVID, uh, where most of you couldn't do that for months on end. Uh, and if you did, it was, it was very regulated, um, or it was just very tough to do because everybody was navigating, everybody was pivoting, everybody was trying to create something and pivot and move towards a a semblance of what you had Mm -hmm. before crazy COVID times. But um, yeah, I think that just kind of shifted everybody to be like, of course we need to gather. Yeah. But I, but then you can kind of like horseshoe this because it's like you can self isolate and I've done this too when I came back from Afghanistan I self isolated as well too when stuff sure. just started to get hard yeah and yeah. cuz it's like nobody understands me nobody wants to hear my crap right <laughs> right and then yeah. but you but you horseshoe that back around to when you when everybody has to stay inside their houses and do whatever and blah 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 and quarantine blah 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 whatever and immediately people start to like get pitchforks and torches and say, we need to go back to the old ways of getting inside a building and doing this and doing that. And, and I think sometimes we lose out on just understanding the fact that like you can gather anywhere. Like mm-hmm. you may not have a building for a season, but yeah. the main priority is, is that you could be gathering there's people I know that were gathering California. California was one of the strictest states during COVID. And they were still having people jammed up in a middle school parking lot. Right. Doing yeah. Lord's Day service. Sure. Making sure. it happen. So I feel like sometimes 
we can we can do two things. We can like self-isolate and it and it and it hurts us in our growth and just kind of just exposing ourselves because we don't want to do that. We don't want to walk in the light. We naturally don't want to walk in the light and live our lives with other Christians because it's tough and it's hard and you got to be vulnerable and pruning sucks in your life, (laughs) whether that be sin, whether that be anything, it just sucks. It's hard. Or I could just retreat and I could just sit by myself with my Mm -hmm. own thoughts and do whatever I want but we're just not, we're not called to do that. No, um, no, we're not. We're not. But it's so, so easy to, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and I feel like, I it feel like is. part of it is just, it's so easy to believe those lies. Because I really do think yeah. the enemy, like, I do think Satan, one of Satan's ploys is to isolate the sheep. Right? He might sure. not be able to have your soul. <laughs> Right, because that has been bought and purchased by Christ, so he's lost that. But I don't think it means he's he's done with you, and he knows the buttons to push. Mm -hmm. Like he knows your weaknesses even more than you do. And if he can somehow even use, and this is where it's like the insidious nature of it, Jack. And this is something I've been thinking about. He can take my my I believe genuine love to care for my brothers and sisters. He can take that. And twist it and pervert it into creating a reason that I would not reach out to them for help. Because, oh, because I care for them, because I love them, I don't want to be a burden to them. So I'm just going to keep this part of myself hidden. It's so insidious and it's so sneaky. But it is so effective because not only are we doing, I think, what our flesh naturally wants to do, and that is to, you know, to to isolate and 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 look a certain way we're couching it in some sort of spiritualism that yeah you know we're like oh i'm not gonna i don't want to reach out because i don't want to be a burden right and (laughs) at the end of the day it's still pride that's what it is i mean it is it's just i mean pride takes so many different so many different you know it, it it puts on so many different masks yeah right like I feel like you like it's like the like the Scooby Doo cartoons. Like you rip the mask off. Let's see who's under this mask. And it's like, oh, it was <laughs> it's pride, you know? Like <laughs> you know? And 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 I realize how and it, the thing is it's like I, I've always known this, you know, like we've we've talked about this before, but when it comes time to actually doing it, it's so difficult. Right? But yeah. then I experience when I do finally do it. And I reach out and I'm like, hey, it's a tough season. You know, I could use some prayer. I could use some help. Like the overwhelming encouragement that I get from my brothers and sisters, I, it makes me ask, like, why didn't I do this? Easy? Why didn't I do this from the get go, dude? Yeah, it would have been it would have been so much easier. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's so yeah. it's so insidious how Satan can take something good about you. A good mm-hmm. motive. And twist it and pervert yeah. it into something that is wrong. Yeah, and I think too. I think there's a difference between self isolation and um the spiritual discipline of silence and solitude. Oh, sure, sure. So sure. Yeah. I think yeah. there's I think there's a big difference in that too. Because what we're not saying is you can't just go be by yourself sometimes to get right. away. 
Right. And we're right. not saying that. We're saying that, um, you know, spiritual disciplines are good and they're needed. And sometimes it's it's very refreshing to have silence and solitude because it kind of resets you because you have to go back into the world um, <laughs> in order to face the sure. garbage that we deal with on a, a week in, week out basis. And all the introverts and sometimes said silence, amen. <laughs> <laughs> and so sometimes you need that silence and solitude. Like sometimes you need a weekend where you're out in nature and you don't have distractions and you don't have the things that you usually deal sure, with sure. to kind of reset and yeah. and be, I would say, and I'm not trying to make this like a spiritual kind of nirvana, but right. there's a way in which like the spiritual noise, retreat. <laughs> <laughs> the way in which the noise that you deal with on a daily basis, whether that be job, your phone, all this stuff, you can kind of like put that down yeah, and try yeah. and find a place where you can kind of like retreat for maybe like a weekend to kind of reset. There's a difference between that. And then there's also a difference between what Josh is talking about, where you are not doing that. Right. I can see how people could use silence and solitude to kind of co-opt why they're self-isolating. Right. So like you said, spiritualizing things. But what we're talking about in, in um, self-isolation is you don't want to interact with people because mm-hmm. you know that interaction is going, there's either going to be good or bad conflict from that. There's going to be pruning. There's going to be shearing off of. I've been watching a lot of farrier videos, Josh, where they're like taking dude, the you cow too? hoof and just get, dude, getting dude. that white line. Farrier videos damage. The best, rocks man. are in the hooves of the cow, yeah. and you just got to scrape that thing away and scrape it, scrape it, scrape it. Put some yeah. put some acid on it to get out to get all the gunk out of the area yeah. and put a. Put a block on the cow's hoof. Oh, you have been watching so, a lot of farrier videos. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. I'm going, I'm going deep. I'm going deep, you're dude. In a, you're in a um, farrier YouTube hole, yeah. dude. Okay. Yeah. I'm going deep. Anyway, you're not, <laughs> you don't want that. Like self-isolation right, right. is you don't want the church because you know tough stuff is going to happen if you show up. And sure. it doesn't have to be that hard even. Like right, I've, right, I remember right. I, I wanted to self-isolate. And it was strictly because, like, I didn't want to deal with people Sure. when I came back from deployment. And then I would get calls from people in my local church be like, hey, what are you up to? Hey, you want to have dinner tonight? And it would be awkward because, mm-hmm. like, they know I'm kind of self-isolating right. because I don't want to deal with people. And it's mm-hmm. like, why don't you come around and hang out? And it's like. I don't <laughs> right? because right. in one way or the other, you're, you're afraid. You're afraid that people will either do a couple things. You're afraid that people will say bad things about you and, and quote unquote judge you, mm-hmm. or you're afraid that people will say the right thing and you'll get convicted and you'll be like, mm-hmm. Oh crap. I have to change now. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's tough on any level. And I get that, but there's there's an element to the local church and i think i i've i've accepted this a little bit more because the way that i grew up i didn't have the local church it felt like i had this incomplete dynamic to my family and then when i became a christian the local church anywhere i went it felt like that was not that was my new family mm. you know 
And I think it made it more real too when I like finally left the nest and I had to go to Fort Knox, Kentucky and get to and go through my army training for the first time. I was there at a local church in Louisville. It was basically a, a whole bunch of 20 somethings. It felt like my family. Yeah. Um, and there was a couple other families that were scattered in there, but it felt like people cared for me. And we specifically tried to make rhythms in order to fellowship with one another and hang out with one another because we cared about one another. Right. And so there was when, when you just understand too, just the, the importance of the local family and how the local church family and how that dynamic actually kind of helps you to a certain degree Mm -hmm. um, by just showing up, Yeah. by just showing up, by just mm-hmm. like trying to live life out it's in true, the man. way that God has <laughs> has called us to in the local church, you know? It is. Um, yeah. And sometimes that looks different. Like my wife did, uh, you know, we have two services on the Lord's Day, and she did both of them doing worship, singing in the worship team. And you dang right we got Theo up. And you dang mm-hmm. right, I was taking care of him most of those service times <laughs> sure, and sure, making yeah. coffee. And surprisingly enough, I think my pastor, one of my pastors is trying to live vicariously through me because he, mm-hmm. he has four girls okay, and he really wanted a boy and they wanted to name their boy Theo. And so he, really? he holds my son a lot because nice. I think he's like, I just want to live vicariously. He's like, yes, somebody. please, Father, bless him, son. take him. Uh, yes, anyway. Bring him into so, the fold. But it's just like, it's just like those, those little things, like when your pastor, when one of your pastors holds your kids, and I think this is like the first time I've seen, well, it's the first time I've experienced this in my life. But it's like that's a different dynamic. It is, dude. Because yeah. that's a that's a level of wow. They actually care for you, and they care for yeah. your well being. Absolutely, and absolutely, they want to seek your well being, and so it, it really brings that whole. There's like, just a lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> there's just a yeah. lot of blessing that comes from being a part of a local church family. That when you self isolate, you are literally putting a physical barrier. Mm-hmm. And saying no. And even though you think it's good for you, like it will stymie um, your your kind of communal spiritual growth as well, too. Yeah. Just tough. So, that's 100% so. right, man. Yeah, that's a really good word, bro. It really is. And, and I can attest to that. You know, I can attest to being on both sides of that, it, both encouraging people not to self-isolate and then feeling the effects of doing it myself. Right. And it's it's part yeah. of that pruning and that work that the Holy Spirit does in my own heart of convi- of showing me more and more how inadequate I am to handle the things that I go through. Right. And that we're going to go through very difficult things in this life because it's a fallen world. And we we're you know, we live around sinful people, you know, sinful things happen. And you have a choice. You can try to do the lone wolf Christian thing and even couch it in some sort of weird spirituality or weird, you know, trying to make it, trying to trying to put flowers on the dead pig and be like, oh, like yeah. Yeah, I'm doing it out of love. I'm doing it out of, you know, I, you know, I don't want to be a burden, right? You yeah. can take that route 
or you can take the route that is, you know, and and uh, that route is easier at the beginning, and I would say harder the more you go. Or you can yeah. take the route that's hardest at the beginning, but easier afterward, and that is to reach out. Don't self-isolate. Be the person yeah. that is vulnerable and gives a, get, shows, shows their brothers and sisters who they are without fear of judgment, without fear of wondering, of thinking, oh, they're going to think less of me because, you know, I should be farther along in my spiritual journey than this. Or, or if you're in, in leadership, right? Like this is a new dynamic too. Like once you're, once you come into church leadership is like, I'm an elder or I'm a deacon. I'm supposed to have this uh, under my belt. Right. And if I show this weakness, it's going to call into question my calling or my fitness to lead the church. Those are all lies, 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 lies that this that the the father of lies himself plants in your head and in your soul. And if you give in to those, it is a matter of time to where you will reap the benefits of 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 those lies. Because you're going to continue to self-isolate, to not confess when you need help, to not bring yourself, you know, put yourself in 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 the arms and the care of the people that are called to care for you. And that's the local church, right? Yeah. Because when you do that, and this is something that I have experienced time and time again and that I, you know, I experienced even today, you know, reaching out to one of the... Uh, families in our church a five minute conversation on the phone left me with such joy that mm-hmm. I, I literally I hung up the phone and I just started crying because of how how much love I felt from them even in just just a very quick conversation you know yeah man it is it's so it's such a wonderful feeling to be cared for and you're going to miss out on that blessing that comes from the Lord Jesus to his people. You're going to miss out on that. If you don't reach out and you don't be the one to, to, to admit you need help and to admit you're struggling. There's such blessing that comes from God's people when we do that. And frankly, I'm tired of missing out on it. You know what I'm saying? Like I really am. You know, and I, it's something that like I, I, I constantly have to remind myself because I know it's something I struggle with. I know it's something that I struggle with, and I know I struggle with making it spiritual and making it about the other person. And you know, at the end of the day, it's just about me. You know, like I just want to, like I want to be able to deal with it. I want to be able to be the one that 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 handles it, right? Because. That's what I do. Like I'm a counselor. I fix stuff. Why? If I can't even fix myself, how can I f- help fix other people? Right. And it's not me. It's not me. It's the Holy Spirit. Right. And we forget that. We forget that so often. So I don't know, man. Like it's just those are those are some thoughts that have been kind of running through my head recently. And just just I I hope it's an encouragement to somebody that's listening. That if you if you are listening yeah. to this, and you are in you are in that stage right now where you're feeling burdened and you're feeling, you know, stressed, anxious, depressed, like things are, things are going on in your life right now. And it feels like you're in a storm. Don't try to walk on those waves by yourself. Don't do it. 
right? Yeah. Reach out to the wonderful resource that God has given you, and it's his people. Mm-hmm. And you will find such blessing and encouragement and love and care from those people. But you got to reach out. You got to yeah. do it. You got to stop hiding and pretending like everything's okay. Right? Yeah. And so, yeah. I can tell you from experience, it doesn't, it doesn't end well. And sometimes it just takes one step. Just yep. takes, hey, yep. you, may, you may not, you know, words may fail you. So maybe it's just like, hey, can you meet for coffee? Mm-hmm. Something like that yeah. can help out massively. Um, yeah. That's where yeah. I always find like a good like outlet is if I meet somebody from church for like coffee or like a meal or something like that. That always helps out. Yeah. But it doesn't take much. Yeah. Um, Even someone just, just send then, the text like, hey, I'm not doing okay. I yeah. need help. You know? Yeah. 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 You don't have to be Shakespeare with your words. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> to no. express that you're not doing okay. Because people know, because, yeah. pe- you know, people should know how how that feeling is. Yeah. Um, Yep, absolutely. I mean, like, like we're talking about, it it just takes that to to reach out and to talk to people, and I think that's that's what's going to be the encouragement and the exhortation is the interaction. Maybe not so much the words, but I think the right. interaction is important that happens because, um, I think there's something that God is doing kind of in the background when mm-hmm. two people of his church are gathered and they're trying to kind of walk through life together. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's true. That's something that's, I mean, we obviously, you know, we may not talk about spirituality or this, the spiritual realm, so to say, in this podcast a whole lot, but there's something that's, that's, there's a mystery to that dynamic, but yeah, God's in that kind of midst working Mm -hmm. and wanting um, his church to be refined and to be more like um, the Lord Jesus. And so, yeah, there's just something very reassuring that I know that I have outlets that I know my, my flesh and blood family just really cannot answer for yeah. to be quite honest so it's true man it's true the church is such a blessing and yeah. we would do well as god's people to utilize it more to utilize it more than we do for yeah. sure there's so much encouragement that comes from that right and this has been an encouragement even just just talking about it getting together and just just being okay to admit that you're not okay and allow the local church to come alongside you Man, what yeah. an encouragement. It's great. It's great. Yeah, especially during this season. I mean, this season is mm-hmm. very dark. Sure. It's not very, sure. it's not a whole lot of, I mean, even though you hear about a whole lot of Christmas cheer, so to say. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's not often. In your the heart case. of hearts. Yeah. You may be like the Grinch. Let's be honest here, people. It's true. Hey, I can be very Grinchy, you know? You know mm-hmm. I try not to be. This but is I, true. I, I, I can be. Thanks a lot. Oh, no, this is true. <laughs> okay. All right. I see how it is. All right. Well, on that note, Chris Kringle, why don't you get us out of here, man? <laughs> well, 
ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you appreciate Josh and I's candor about how the local church can benefit you in times of self-isolation or depression or you're looking for an outlet to talk to, um, you can just keep on joining us for these episodes of the Reformatory. Mm-hmm. Um, we go through different topics. Uh, we appreciate any episode ideas that you have. We're trying to, or even questions. We want a mailbag right. episode. Mailbag. We really want this mailbag episode. We really want some questions. Anything. We might do a, a, a podluck mailbag and a regular episode mailbag maybe. Ooh. Um, to get some exclusive content, if you will. Anyways, mm-hmm. if you appreciate what we do here on the Reformatory about making the local church central to a believer's life, you can follow us on those things. Those things called the sociables. Yes, the Facebook, the Metaverse, the Instagram goes well with chocolate marshmallow. The sociable, formerly known as Twitter X, all at the tag at Reformatory Pod. Josh, you can also tell the lovely people how may they support the reformatory in its endeavors in different ways. That's right. So there are a few ways that you can do that. First, uh, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, you can give us a little rating or review. We'd really appreciate it. Just give us a little five stars. Helps the podcast get out to more people. Second, uh, we have YouTube. So if you want to watch this monstrosity of a podcast as well as listen to it, you can head on over there. YouTube.com slash reformatory pod, I believe. And, uh, you know, click light, com- you like, comment, share, uh, hit the little bell for notifications, as the kids say. We really appreciate it. It's that subscribe. We'd, we'd appreciate you subscribing. That would be cool. Um, last but not least, you can head on over to Patreon. We, just like every other podcast and their brother, has a Patreon. But ours, <laughs> ours is the only yeah. one that has a pod luck. And that's right. Oh, it yeah. is the exclusive content and exclusive. only for $5 a month, people. That is it. $5 a month, you get multiple bonus episodes. We have a chat. We have a reformatory chat mm. that we can, we just, we, we ham it up. All right. We talk and we're actually trying to get more people into the podluck so that we have more things to chat about. It would be a lot of fun. Okay, Uh, like I said, bonus episodes, exclusive. Uh, You get uh, these main episodes. You get them early, so you get a jump on all of this stuff. Okay, and our pledge to you, our pledge, our vow, if you will, is that if you decide to take the jump, support this podcast with your hard-earned money. All right, five dollars a month. Our pledge to you is that your name shall be hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of the podcast. That is our pledge to you, our people. We really appreciate it. So we're going to head over and record some uh, Patreon episodes right now. That's what we're going to do. You can hear about uh, all of the crazy things that's going on and some fun Mm -hmm. topics, sometimes serious, (laughs) usually tobacco related (laughs) as well. Head on over there. It's a lot of fun. We appreciate all you guys listening, and we will catch you on the next step of the Reformatory.